Oh. So um, good to see you. And uh, so many of you are there today. And uh, yeah, let me just see how many. Oh, 117 so far. Mm-hmm. Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadada Sri Vasadhi Gola Bhakta Vinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare let me see what shall we talk about today. Um, I was reading in a book from uh, Sundarananda Vijavinod. Uh, Sundarananda Vijavinod is a disciple of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, who was uh, very scholarly. And uh, he did this book called Sri Ksetra, a book on. Uh, it's called Sri Ksetra Vaikuntha on Earth, the Divine Mystery, History, Rituals, Places, Sri Chaitanya and His Devotees. So it's, it's a nice book. And uh, yeah, let's see where to begin. Let's read a little bit about Nila Madhava. So regarding the manifestation of Sri Jagannath Dev, both hearsay and scriptural descriptions are found. There's a book of poetry written in the Oriya language called Dela Tola, Temple Construction, which is widely spread in Odisha. The date of the book is unknown, in which the history of Sri Jagannath's appearance is mentioned. In the first half of the duration of Brahma's life, the Supreme Lord, Chaturvyua, appeared at Sankaksetra Nilachala in the form of Sri Nilamadav in order to distribute mercy to the fallen and wretched persons. In the second half of the duration of Brahma's life, when the duration of the reign of one Manu passed, then Satya Yuga again commenced. At that time there lived a king named Sri Indrajumna, who was a great devotee of Lord Vishnu and belonged to the Surya dynasty. So as you can see, he, he comes up with these uh, details and uh, also gives a uh, a source for his material and uh, and says that Nila Madhava, we, we heard many times that Nila Madhava, that Maharaj Indrajumna wanted to see Nila Madhava, but somehow or other it didn't happen. And now we see that uh, Nila Madhava was visible for the first half of Brahma's life. And then in the second half, there is Lord Chakinath. So, 
three in the Jumla. He became very eager to directly meet the Supreme Lord. By the arrangement of the Supreme Lord, a Vaishnava arrived at the Royal Assembly of King Indrajumna and disclosed the topics of Nilamadava in the course of his discussion. Hearing this news, the king sent different Brahmanas in different directions to search for Nilamadava, but they all unsuccessfully returned to the capital. Only the royal priest named Sri Vijapati did not return. Sri Vijapati wandered about various places and arrived at a place inhabited by a non aryan community called Sabara or Hunters. Okay, the story is well known. Vijapati married uh, the daughter and, uh, and uh, the daughter convinced the father to take Vijapati to the, uh, to the cave where the deity was being worshipped. And she sewed some mustard seed in his cloth, which left a trail. So in this way, um, that story is, is well known. So I'll move on. Okay. Let me see if I can find something a little more exciting. Exciting is always something that is new. Right? something that we haven't heard before. Of course, if you hear the same things, then sometimes you hear new details. And that's also interesting if you want to go deeper into the subject matter. But today, um, so he has different chapters. He describes Nila Madhava, then he describes Daru Brahma, the wooden form for a Jagannath came in the ocean. He describes the royal servants of Sri Jagannath. And then he describes the temple and the deities, Sri Chaitanya Dev and his associates, the temple of Bhagavatam, of, of Jagannath, the circumambulation of the temple, the procedure for daily worship, the servants of Sri Jagannath, the dresses and outfits of Sri Jagannath, different festivals and occasions, Ratiyacha, Navakalevara, Puruna Nara, what that is, I don't know, the holy places in and around. Uh, yeah, six, eight, and there's a whole list of them. So what are we going to do? So much. Well, let's, uh, let's look at the temple and the deities and what he says. Since we can't go in the temple, we may as well hear something about the temple. Some people say that since the original temple of Sri Jagannath Dev, which was built by King Indrajumna, became old in due course of time, King Chodaganga Dev, 1078 AD of the Ganga dynasty decided to construct a new temple upon the ruins of the old temple. Perhaps he may have built a portion of the temple, but it was King Ananga Bhima who actually completed it. Many have confirmed that the temple of Sri Jagannath Dev was completed by Sri Ananga Bhima between 1189 and 1223. The temple of Sri Bhima Dev is situated on the west of the main temple Sri Jagannath and the temple of Silakshmi Devi, located on the northwest of the temple, were also built during the reign of Ananga Bhima. So I find this interesting because it sort of indicates how uh, in Puri this worship is going on for so long. And then obviously the temple doesn't remain. What can you do? Everything. And they just built a new temple on the site of the old temple. And in this way, the perpetual worship continues uh, 
we also in our movement are uh, slowly coming of age you know i'm talking the movement not the people and <laughs> <laughs> the people not so slowly you know they're coming to of age a bit faster but the uh, the movement is coming of age slowly <laughs> and uh, yeah uh, it's not yet uh, well it's not very old yet if you go from 1966 till today uh what shall we make of that uh, that's uh, 40 plus 16 56 years yeah that's what i count you can calculate it also if yes. you want <laughs> <laughs> but i'm dutch so i'm good at these things <laughs> that's yeah uh so uh 56 years iskon's 56 years old so it's pretty young if you compare that to uh the the period of lord jagannath who uh, appeared then in the second half of, of brahma's life so somewhere <laughs> quite a few uh divya yugas old but, and that temple constructed by Indijumna Maharaj has been replaced, obviously, many, many times. So it's, it's interesting. Um, let's hear a little bit more about this temple because the, the whole thing is so traditional. That is the thing. It's not just a temple that's been conceived in the modern era, but because they, they construct temples on temples, so a tradition is maintained. Uh, mm -hmm. So the Boga Mandap was built during the role of Sri Purusottam Dev. Some people said that the Natya Mandir or the Temple Hall was constructed during the time of Prataparuda Dev uh, or by his successor. King Govindavichadaradev. Previously, the boga used to be cooked in a room adjacent to the temple, but since it was too small for cooking huge quantities of various foodstuffs, and because the smoke from the kitchen would permit the temple, the present-day kitchen is being constructed and connected to the temple through a covered road, uh, because no one can see the boga. This is, this is very much tradition. Right? Even in the... Uh, Govindaji temple in Jaipur, it is like that, that the kitchen is separated from the from the deity room, but then when the boga is brought, then they hang curtains on either side, so can never see what goes on the altar. Um, so these standards are ancient traditional standards, and of course, see the prophet also had these standards, um, and that is how it is that um, it is said the absolute truth is the absolute truth and it doesn't really change it is the same the same absolute truth therefore the same process of course in the age of kali things are a little bit uh, uh what shall i say a little bit more simplified in the age of kali deity worship most people don't have so much capacity to worship deities of course there are some people who are powerful deity worshippers <laughs> and as uh, i have some guests and uh, suchitra is here from simachalam and she she's a powerful deity worshipper because 
I've never seen so many deities in somebody's house. <laughs> Plus, she's also worshiping deity in the temple. There's deities everywhere, on every corner. And, and, and something happens with all of them. They're not just standing there catching dust. No, no. Uh, they're decorated and this and that. At least some flowers here and there. It's a whole thing. I've been there many times now in the house. Very nice. So this is, is a special Shakti. Not everyone has that kind of Shakti. I don't. Uh, when it comes to deity worship, I can only handle simple. As soon as it gets complicated, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm happy with a Sheila because you don't have to dress a Sheila. <laughs> that's a, that already saves a lot of trouble because to get close, straight, and properly has never been my strongest point. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but I do appreciate uh, the, uh, the culture of, uh, of worship. The temple of Sri Jagannath Dev is generally divided into four main sections. These temple buildings are extended from the east to the west in equal order. See Jagannath Dev is present within the temple facing east. The deity room where he stands is famous. It is called Manikota and the altar on which he is seated is called Ratnabedi. Uh, Ratnabedi means a seating place with jewels on it. The main temple is generally addressed as Bada Deula or the Grand Temple. In the extension from east to west of the main temple, the first portion is one, the Boga Mandap. All the ingredients for Chatrabok are gathered there. Chatrabok refers to the ingredients for servants offered by the different Mats of Puri and other individuals too. Next to the Boga Mandap is the Natya Mandir or the temple hall known as Jagamohan. The Sri Garuda column is situated here. In front of this column, the maid servants or devadavasis perform dances at noon and at midnight before the Lord goes to sleep. Sigora used to stand behind this Garuda column and take darshan of Sri Jagannath Dev. The spot where Sri Chaitanya Dev would stand and watch the lotus eyed Lord without blinking his own eyes bore a mark of his reddish lotus feet, which are worshipped by Brahma, Shiva, and others. Those footprints of Sri Chaitanya are still present as eternally worshipable for the Gaudiya Vaishnavas. <coughs> yeah, see, that's, I, I, I find it interesting. Again, we, we read how Lord Chaitanya stood there near that Garuda Stamba, that Garuda column, uh, at some distance from the deity because the first time he went into the temple, he wanted to jump on the altar to embrace the deity uh, because he saw that the deity was no different from, uh, from Krishna, uh, which is really how one should see deities. So Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed like that. We, of course, when we see deities, we are reminding ourselves, now I must pay obeisances because this is the temple. And this is Krishna himself. We make that mental adjustment. Um, we might not even be aware of it. We might even think, yes, of course, I'm accepting the deity as Krishna. Is there any doubt? Well, uh, 
if there would be no doubt, then we would be probably just as ecstatic as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, right? <laughs> who is, uh, is, because when you really see Krishna, then all your hairs stand on end and tears start shooting from your eyes and all these things is exactly what is described that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when he would stand next to this Garuda Stamba that liters of water would come from his eyes so much so that it filled a drain there and just a stream would run from that drain. So that is like quite a lot of tears. Demasyadavalagmas. <laughs> Yes, so in this way, uh, and then we see that Lord Chaitanya would stand there and left reddish footprints there that I didn't know. Uh, and that's interesting. Uh, so those who are from Indian background, they can go to some panda and they take them a special panda for the foreign India, Indians. Or some South Americans could also <laughs> sneak in and look very Indian. Ah. <laughs> Don't forget to wobble your head. <laughs> Acha. Acha is always good because you can say instead of yes or no, you might get in trouble, but with Acha, <laughs> you can't go wrong. Yes. Um, okay. Next to the Sri Jagamohan uh, is Mukashala. From this place, the general mass of people see the moonlike face of Sri Jagannath Dev. But the Gaudiya devotees, whose life and soul is Sri Gora, do not aspire to see the lotus eye for a lord by transgressing. Sigurasundar. As Sigurasundar stood behind Sri Vishnu's associate, Sigaruda, and desired to see Sri Vishnu under the subordination of the devotees of Sri Vishnu. In the same way, the Gaudiya devotees are also following the footsteps of Sigura, stand behind his lotus feet, being overwhelmed by the remembrance of his subordinate desire to see Jagannath there. So that's also interesting. Um, um, we as Westerners miss that culture, but we can see how the Bengali devotees and the Oriya devotees, the followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, had that culture. <coughs> if Lord Chaitanya stood next to the Garuda Stamba, then we will stand next to the Garuda Stamba. Mm -hmm. This is really our Krishna consciousness. I mean, Lord Chaitanya is really our uh, our uh, yardstick by which we measure, by which we measure uh, our spiritual life. Whatever he did, we do, basically. Um, Lord Chaitanya came as Bhakta Rupa as the example, the devotee who teaches by example, and we are trying to, uh, to uh, follow that example as much as we can. Of course, Satovriti, uh, following in the footsteps, Anukar is not acceptable. It is Anusar. Anukar means imitation, and Anusar means following in the footsteps. So, 
We cannot exactly do what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did. That is obviously like I worship my Sheila and I bathe him every day uh, with water. Uh, whereas Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would bathe him with tears. Uh, uh, so far, I haven't managed that one. Yeah. Uh, so what can we do? But maybe that's a more advanced stage. We aspire for one day, no more water. <laughs> now you're talking. That's what all the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu used to do, actually. He used to just hold his Sheila and dry tears on them. And then the, the Sheila became so ecstatic by Lord Chaitanya crying that the thumb left the print. And now that Sheila is, of course, in the Radhakul Kulananda temple in Vrindavan. Mm -hmm. um, because the Sheila was given by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to Raghunathas Goswami, who gave it to Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami. And then it came via Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur to that, uh, that temple, Radhakul Kulananda. So like this, we can see how um, you know, that Sheila, and that Sheila has no eyes, nothing, it's just, uh, just, just go down with a thumbprint mm. of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mm. Next to Sri Mukashala is Badadeva, or the main deity room. In this room, Sri Jagannath, Sri Balaram, Sri Subhadra Devi, and Sri Sudhan Chakra are situated on a divine altar. Sri Jagannath is standing facing east on the north. Okay, so Sri Balaram is on the south, and in between them is Sri Subhadra Devi. So such, such directions are quite important, actually, according to Vedic uh, tradition. Right? I mean, Vedic tradition is quite peculiar about directions. You know, deities have to face the East, and uh, we humans, we uh, also face different directions at different points in time. Yeah. And uh, facing East is always auspicious for spiritual life. Uh, one sleeps with the head to the east. Uh, sleeping with the head to the west is, is, is not a good thing because then you become materially influenced. Sleeping with the head to the south gives you long life. Sleeping with the head to the north shortens your life. Also, shaving is a dangerous thing if you shave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking at anyone. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean that. Gorman has beautiful curls, and we wouldn't, <laughs> we wouldn't want them to shave them. Uh, but it is a fact that there are different, there are days to shave and days not to shave. And if you shave on the wrong day, then you shorten your life. So be careful about shaving. <laughs> break. <laughs> Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then it's break. Huh? Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. 
Ah, good for shaving. For shaving. Okay. She says Monday, Wednesday, Friday. There yes, you go. Today. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Well, she remembers this thing. Yeah, Hari Bhakti Vilas gets into these things. Of course, you know, when you're transcendental, uh, taking shelter of Lord Chaitanya, then you can break all these Vedic rules. That is absolutely no way to shave any time. So, yeah, in that way. But the Vedic culture was very intricate, and uh, it's just, uh, it's interesting. Uh, it's almost like, uh, like magic, in a way. You know, people who are into magic, everything says, there's rituals, it has to be done in a certain way, certain. And uh, so sometimes the Vedic tradition has been taken like that, and like some sort of magic. If you just do this ritual in this and this way, then such things will happen. And yes, maybe it's true. And Africa also has some of these things that do a certain ritual and something will happen. But uh, the followers of Lord Chaitanya, they were not so strict in that. Uh, we see that in the example of when the devotees came to visit Lord Chaitanya in Jagannath Puri. At that time, the devotees were all, uh, well, they were supposed to shave their head. <laughs> Uh, because they came to the whole dumb and to fast, right? But they didn't do any of these things. They didn't shave their head. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they didn't fast. They went to Shichitani Mahaprabhu and shortly after big baskets of prasadam were brought in. So that's Lord Shaitanya's movement. So just describe. Uh, the devotees of Lord Shaitanya are not famous for fasting uh, so that's that's good um, they just had a party uh, <laughs> yeah so that is nice um, where devotees assemble there must be um, there must be kirtan there must be kata and there must be prasada that is the uh, that is what it is, the assembly of devotees. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it is just very nice to read about Vaisnav culture. Uh, okay, the auspicious Sisubhadra Devi who's situated in between Sri Krishna and Sri Baladev is the form of Lakshmi and is, is the fountainhead of all the demigods, is the deliverer from the ocean of sin, is lotus-faced, is holding a lotus and giving fearlessness, is having a reddish complexion like kumkum, and is seen as non-different from the goddess of fortune. And that was from the Skanda Purana. And I skipped the Sanskrit. So uh, here Subhadra is discussed first. Um, although in the Puranas, Sri Subhadra is described as, as Sri Jagannath's sister, she's just like his energy. In the Utkala Kanda, it is stated, lots of Sanskrit, she, 
Sisu Devi is none other than the all-cognizant Lakshmi appeared in a different form. It was her who appeared from the womb of Rohini during Krishna's advance in Braja. Because she is absorbed in the thought of Sibalabhadra, she has assumed the form similar to him. She never leaves Sri Jagannath, who appeared at Nila Chala even for a short time. O Brahmanas, there is no difference between Sri Krishna and Sri Balaram. Since he was born from the same womb as that of Balaram, she's known as Balaram's sister. This is the history of the Puranas. Sri Lakshmi Devi resides everywhere in both male and female forms. In male form, she's Lord Vishnu. In female form, she's Lakshmi Devi. She resides in the hearts of the demigods, human beings, and other living entities as the indwelling super soul. Who other uh, than the lotus eye can hold the 14 worlds on the tip of his hooves? He's known as Bala or powerful, and it's non different from Sienantadev. She, Subhadeva, is his energy, his sister, and the bestower of opulence. So, well, there's a whole thing about Subhadeva's tattva here which is uh, as an expansion of Balaram and Balaram's energy. Um, and of course, Balaram is the original servant uh, of the Lord. So that means uh, that Subhadra is further assisting him in serving and that she's making arrangements for the service of Krishna. Uh, she's Yoga Maya, as Yoga Maya. Um, she's providing for the service of Krishna. There is one Supreme Lord and all others, whether his expansions, his energies, or whatever they may be, all others are his servants. Yes. And, uh, so that is the basic theme of, of these verses. Well, I like the book. It's an interesting book, Sikh from Sundaram Vichyavinod. You have to look for it to find it, but it can be found. And it's worth a read. Yeah. If you like deity worship, definitely read it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Learn some new tricks for Jagannath worship. <laughs> Why not? Yes. So, in this way, we can, uh, yeah, Lord Jagannath and Lord Chaitanya are very intimately connected because uh, they are both deities in the mood of separation. Uh, Lord Chaitanya is Radharani in the mood of separation, and Lord Jagannath is Krishna in the mood of separation. So they belong together. There's no question that they are. Uh, ever, ever, uh, not destined to be together. So it's not surprising that uh, Lord Chaitanya's movement that 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 practically the, the most prominent deity is Lord Jagannath. Yes. I mean, we're seeing like no deity is worshipped with as much opulence as uh, as Lord Jagannath. Uh, Chapan Bog, 56 times offerings a day, uh, Ratiatra, and, uh, and, and so many intricate aspects of worship. It's inconceivable. So it is an interesting temple where we all are 
yeah, eager to, uh, uh, by absorbing more of that culture, of the traditional culture of worship, and bringing such elements into our own life, we are transforming the entire uh, atmosphere. Uh, we are, uh, today we were talking about the need for, for culture and how um, <clears throat> um, you know, we were talking, it was interesting because I had some uh, uh, little discussion here in, uh, in uh, Germany, in Goloka Dam, with one of the volunteers who were here. And, uh, and then the volunteer was uh, some girl from, uh, from Switzerland. I, I said, well, the Hare Krishnas, they are afraid to present themselves to the people. And so they are kind of going an indirect way and then present yoga and all that. And then I said, well, what do you think about it? And she said, well, I think that's good because the other people are also afraid. <laughs> that's pretty nice. That's like uh, touche, you know, uh, well-spoken. Yeah, so... Uh, but then uh, someone else brought up a point, yeah, that, that uh, when people, when the Hare Krishnas present themselves too indirect, and that then after when people find out what it's really about, that that turns them off. Right? So how to deal with this? Well, you know, what I think is we have, we have our culture, we have the knowledge, right? we have so much knowledge, so much culture, like here, this culture of Lord Jagannath. And the more that culture is there, the more uh, interesting it also becomes something to connect to. Uh -huh. Then it's not just, uh, uh, yeah, then it's not just, uh, I take questions at the end because otherwise I can't. <coughs> so it's, you have to wait a little bit. <laughs> There's a hand up already. Uh, yeah, we, uh, so when I think of that culture, um, um, I'm thinking that uh, there's a lot of philosophy that is, uh, is, is very practical and that uh, can be applied. Um, there are many festivals that can be applied. So uh, the, the wealth of culture will be attracted to people. And then after, after the culture, then, you, then we introduce some more philosophy. Um, uh, that's one way without compromising, yeah. Yeah. without having to... Uh, present ourselves as different from what we are. And um, yeah, then I was talking about it earlier today, we also need culture, because if we don't have culture, culture is, is a few things. Culture is a way to express our beliefs. So, because you have to live, right? You have beliefs, that's very nice, but you still have to live with them, you may say, 
we're not this body, but meanwhile, we have one, right? <laughs> and we have to do something with it, right? So there's a whole culture, how to, uh, how to live with the body, right? And as a Vaishnava. And, uh, and that's helpful. Yeah, that's, that's something. So if we put that bit more to the forefront, then uh, maybe less threatening than the people who are afraid, maybe a little less afraid. Anyway, just an idea, which I thought I'll share with you. Um, I'm gonna go a little further into this book. I'm sampling it now. So the temple and the deities. Then there's a circumambulation of the temple. So we look at that. First one should offer, this is good for us because this we can do. First one should offer his respectful obeisance to the flag, temple peak and seat chakra of the temple by falling flat to the ground from behind the Aruna column. And then one should offer his respectful obeisances to the place where Sigur Hari used to wash his lotus feet before entering the lion gate. We can't enter the lion gate. This place is situated below the 22 steps by the north of the lion gate, that is towards the east of the Meganada wall or the first boundary wall. But it's really interesting how all, there's so many walls, they all have names and it's like, it's a whole thing, you know. Uh, that's what you see with these old temples in India, right? And uh, yeah, here also is a temple. And obviously it could be so much more than, than what we do, you know. But, um, then one enters within the arch. One will see on the south the deity of Srinashingadev facing south, followed by the deities of, of Sri Sugriva and then the deity of Patitapavan Sri Jagannath. This deity is facing east and thus purifying the fallen souls on the main road by giving his darshan. As one enters the first arch, one will see on the left side the deity of Fateh Hanuman facing north. The local pandas say that by the mercy of this Hanuman, one, one's darshan of the Supreme Lord becomes successful. Thereafter, there is a lepya or plaster deity of Sri Radha Krishna and of Sri Ganesh, who works perfection in the worship of the Lord. As one climbs the 22 steps, one can see on the third step, on the left side, the Shiva Lingo of Kasi's Sri Vishwanath. He came from Kasi with great pride to take darshan of Sri Jagannath. That is why he was not allowed entry into the temple. Hence, he remained on the third step and takes darshan of the Nila chakra from there. Uh, after that, there is Lekya or painting of Sri Ramachandra. Adjacent to this on the west side is the deity of Sri Nisringadev facing north. Sigora soon manifested the pastime of taking darshan of Sri Nisringadev at this place. Regarding this, it is stated in Sri Chaitanya Church, Amrita Ancha, chapter 16, uh, 15 and 53. On the southern side, behind and above the 22 steps, is the deity of Lord Nishingadev. It's on the left as one goes up the steps toward the temple. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is left side toward the deity of the basis to Lord Nishingadev as he proceeded toward the temple. 
He recited the following verses again and again while offering obeisances. <laughs> I offer my obeisances unto you, Lord Nishimidev. You're the giver of the pleasure to Maharaj Prahlad, and your nails cut the chest of Hiranyakasipu like a chisel cutting stone. <laughs> Lord Nishimidev is here, and he's also there on the opposite side. Wherever I go, there I see Lord Nishimidev. He's outside, within my heart. Therefore, I take shelter of Lord Nishimidev. The original supreme personality of Godhead. Sounds familiar. <laughs> mm -hmm. Anyway, it's a very lengthy description of all the of all the deities in the temple of, of Lord Jagannath and, and what you could be seeing. And uh, I think it's it's a very interesting book. In this book, there are many other things. Um, there are also descriptions of uh, of the history of uh, of uh, of Puri, and it's said that in the in the third century, uh, Buddhism was very very predominant in in Orissa and in Puri. Buddhism was there, and a Chinese uh, historian who went there wrote that, that things were going very, very nice. We have to give Akila a chair. Usually. Okay, you're getting a drum. Wow. Ja, das ist doch nicht schlecht, ne? Besser ist auf dem Boden. Denke ich doch. Ich weiß nicht, was da drin gibt, aber... Ja? Ist gut? Ist okay? Ja. Ja. Anyway, so I'm... I'm uh it described how, how uh, of course, Buddhism was uh, spreading over India when the emperor Ashok took it up. And what happened was that uh, everywhere there were debates between Buddhist scholars and, and different Brahmanas. Now, in Orissa, because Orissa was a state which was 50% tribal, at the time of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the Vedic culture wasn't so strong. So therefore the, the Buddhists had more opportunity in, uh, in Orissa. And uh, so in the third century, it was very big uh, Buddhism, but a few centuries later, it became, uh, became weak, but then it flared up again later on. And at one point, uh, the Buddhists, they just, uh, uh, they kept everything. They kept Lord Jagannath, but called him Buddha Jagannath. They kept Radha Yatra, but it says it was like a festival of Buddha. Yeah. So like this, they, of course, the Christians also put the birth date of Jesus Christ on the shortest, uh, just around the, the solstice, right? The dark, the dark night of the year. So... Uh, same thing. Yeah. 
borrowing something from a previous culture and or stealing something rather and then adding something to it anyway and this uh, yeah this buddhism it continued uh to to keep a big influence in uh, in orissa because what happened was is this at the time of shichitani mahaprabhu there were also some uh, some personalities who uh, became uh, quite recognized as sadhus as learned men and they were uh, and they claimed a connection with shichitani mahaprabhu and they called themselves the five friends not disciples friends the panchasakra so the panchasakra they became very influential in uh, in orissa and one day the leader of the panchasakra was named jagannath and he came to shri chaitanya mahaprabhu and he wanted to read to shri chaitanya mahaprabhu uh, his translation of the bhagavatam in Oriya, known as the Oriya Bhagavad. So Sitani Mahaprabhu said, no, 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 Jagandas, I cannot hear this, uh, this commentary because it is Atibari, which means in the local language, it is too great. So then from that day on, Jagannathas took that title and he became Jagannathas Atibari. <laughs> Jagannathas Too Great. <laughs> he walked around with that title, Jagannathas Too Great. <laughs> it is said that uh, we, we, uh, we see Bhaktivinoda Thakur then, and we see that there was this yogi named Pishiki Shem, who was a powerful yogi with mystic powers and so on. And this yogi was engaging in rastly the past times with the wives of prominent citizen and Bhaktivinoda Thakur took action. And it is said that at that time, uh, this yogi is, uh, yeah, was an Atibari. He was an Atibari. And it said that at that time of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, there were 15,000 Atibaris in both Orissa and Bengal. So it's pretty interesting how that all spread. Yeah. There's a lot more about these Atibaris and Panchasaka, but I don't know if I want to go into all of that today. I mean, they're bogus after all. <laughs> they are counting as an Apasambadai. Mm. But just as in our tradition, um, the Acharyas have identified the associates of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and their identities in Krishna Lila. And uh, that is, uh, and we, we have a book written by Kavi Karnapur, the Kodakanadish Deepika, which describes that who is who. And, uh, for the, and, and we see similarities. For example, Sarvabhom Bhattacharya, who was so learned, it is described that he was Brihaspati, and he was the uh, spiritual master of the demigods. That's why Brihaspati is very learned. He's the spiritual master of the demigods. So then we get Sarvabhom Bhattacharya comes, is that same Brihaspati who comes back. So he's very, very learned extremely learned. So there are these parallels. 
the priest who arranged for the marriage of Krishna also arranges for the marriage of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Things like that. Yeah. It's an interesting book to read. Not very big, but uh, it's uh, it's very informative. It's certainly important. Okay. I uh, need to take a small pause of a few minutes. So uh, I don't know what you're going to do for these few minutes, but uh, that's, I know what I'm going to do. Some started playing with their phone and entertaining <laughs> others, and it was a big success. So, <laughs> in that way, it was absolutely uh, no waste of time. Um, yeah, let me see now how many we have now. Two hundred and twenty-nine. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, I, I, I thank you all very much. Maybe, maybe I'll start with questions now. And uh, I don't see the first questioner anymore. Javier, or however you pronounce it. But there was someone before Sanatani, but he's disappeared. Can I turn up the volume? Or can you turn up the volume? Uh, where's the volume switch? Where's uh, GM? Okay, it's okay. I can also speak louder. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a there's a cover. One sec. Okay. Now we can hear you better. Okay. So. Um, Actually, here in Oslo, we are quite um, in need of guidance regarding um, in guidance of uh, getting guidance. Uh, I don't want to, you know, guidance. Guide, it's very simple. <laughs> guidance you get everywhere. Yeah, I don't want to bother you with the, the politics we're having here, you know, but do we have, can you recommend maybe someone from our God family that we can uh, turn our um, no. yeah. guidance to? <laughs> No, 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 no. I think you can can turn to the whole community of devotees in our movement. You just ask different devotees who for different things. It's just you just have to see who's expert at what. Like you know, certain things you'll ask Tapas because he is Norwegian and he cares and he knows he's experienced. And for other things you'll ask uh, and you ask. People that know something about something. If you don't want to know deity worship, you shouldn't ask me because I don't know anything about deity worship. Okay? Uh, not so much. You know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not so developed in deity worship. So like that, uh, you know, different devotees have their expertise and you just approach someone in the field. And, uh, and like that, you, you, it, it will work. Mm. There's not one person who we turn to. It's no. not like that. Even I'm not one person who you turn to. It's like I also refer you to to others, you know, like like yeah, for for uh, 
you know, if you want to know about ragas, I know about three or four ragas. There are people who know lots of ragas, so don't ask me about ragas. And uh, a little bit I know. So that anyway. was more for um, politics. Politics is you ask somebody who's a politician. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you find a politician and you ask a politician, and they'll tell you about politics. <laughs> Or you ask someone who doesn't like politics, they usually also know what politics is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you understand what I'm trying to say? It's like I'm trying to say this. There's, there's different advisors for different things, naturally. And if you need like some, uh, yeah. If, if, if sometimes, you need political advice from someone who has no political influence. Mm. Yeah, you want to ask advice from someone who doesn't have any power, because if you ask political advice to someone who has power, they can get you in trouble. Mm -hmm. So then you ask political advice of somebody who is outside of the situation, but who is experienced. Yeah, it's more needing someone with some um, heaviness. Uh, heaviness. <laughs> Maybe Pilat Nandeswami? <laughs> Some, someone that's uh, our Eli senior. Huh? Someone that, some, someone that uh, my seniors are looking up to. Well, I mean, it sounds like a GBC matter, if, uh, usually, unless you want somebody more senior than your GBC, then you have to. Then, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But some things are GBC matters, you know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. And some things are just just uh, consulting senior devotees. Yeah. But there's not one person who can give advice on everything. No, no. I understand that. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Much. And then beyond advice, you also have to figure things out yourself. You know, we're living in this communication age and everyone is constantly asking others, you know, what to do, how to do. But once upon a time, we had no communication and we just had to do it. It's like I was in Vrindavan and just do something, sink or swim. Yeah. Good luck. You're in charge in Oslo. Yeah. Cook it up. Yeah. And I've given some principles, you know, like, okay, you know, we, we are a movement, people first, then, then the movement's agenda, and, uh, and kindness will help to build relationships. But at the end of the day, purity is the force, as Prabhupada said. So that also has to be there. We cannot be kind and kind and kind, and nobody's following any principles anymore, and we're so kind and so loving. And you know, we hold hands and we all chant kumbaya, and meanwhile, everyone is starting to do more than holding hands, and it gets out of hand if you know what I'm talking about. So, better we fold our hands and uh, pray. So, some tradition also has to be kept intact, some purity, some principles, some culture. And as a, as a temple president in 2022, you have to juggle it all. You have to be uh, someone who keeps the standards. 
you have to be totally new age and fully understanding. You have to be <clears throat> a great kirtan leader. You have to give deep, uh, very intelligent, funny classes. <laughs> yeah. You have to, uh, you know, be a mother for all and where mother is lacking or sometimes a father as well, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, you got to be all these things. And, I and hope. That means you have to grow like very fast. And that's how it is. Maybe there's no one to ask. Maybe you just have to grow up fast. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm doing, I'm doing it again. It's okay. <laughs> I can say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, that's okay. But it's true. Yeah. You're the leader. Mm. You know, you have to give shape to Krishna consciousness in in Oslo. And ultimately you cannot cater to the audience. You have to cater to Srila Prabhupada. Mm. Bottom line. Prabhupada has to be pleased. Fingers crossed. Okay, we'll go to the next. This was enough politics. <laughs> ah, Devakinandan, Ram, Hari, Jehu. Yes, Maj, actually, I'm. Uh... I'm going to university and sometimes in lectures my uh, teacher my lecturer he used like to he used to do debates and sometimes uh, he used them um, as I'm as I'm actually uh, we are doing sociology at university and uh, and uh, sometimes in uh, in debates he uses a uh, Marxist uh, philosophy Marxist philosophy yeah the Marxist philosophy right. You understand in the region, and uh, once he, he even said, he even said that uh, the Vedic culture promotes capitalism, and uh, I I didn't know how to answer that. Uh, the Prabhupada said that the movement of Lord Chaitanya is representing spiritual communism, meaning to say that <clears throat> this question of 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 capitalism and communism is about who is the proprietor. Is there a king who is a proprietor or are the, are the people the proprietor? And in, in Christian consciousness, there's spiritual, uh, spiritual uh, communism. Everything is owned by the Supreme Lord and his devotees have the right to use the facilities of the Supreme Lord. So we are not representing capitalism or ordinary communism. We are representing spiritual communism. Oh la la. You can tell that to your Marxist <laughs> professor. Huh? And tell him that uh, God is the uh, proprietor huh? and not uh, the state. Huh? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. It is above the state, huh? it's the Supreme Lord. Yes. And then, of course, he might just say religion is opium for the people. Uh, you know, 
that that he may say that that's a little um, shallow, you know. If there's no religion, then what you got? Jungle life. Then you live in a dog. If there's no God, you live in a dog-eats-dog world. So you can tell that to your Marxist professor. <laughs> yes. Anytime. And if, yeah. These Marxist professors. Tell them also that Marxism is a little outdated now. <laughs> <laughs> He's behind. Nobody's, do, nobody's doing this Okay, Ravinda Swaroop. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj. Yeah, Thank you to meet you again here. I have a, a practical question. I have many flowers in my garden now and in the summer months. And when I pick uh, these flowers, there are often a lot of insects among them, like uh, ants, worms, and other flies. Some, <laughs> some, of them, <laughs> some of them will die when I carefully remove them because some are uh, almost invisible. I see it as a murder and I, I almost feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Is this an offense or a sin? I, I always feel guilty. I, I try always to remove them. But some yeah. of them are too small. I pick them with my two fingers, then they died in my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, that's very bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because you are doing it in the service to the Lord, and you're going to offer the flowers in the service of the Lord, and then there's no reaction for you if you try to avoid it. And, and then the insects, they get benefit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they even get benefits because you, you were in, engaging in the service of the Lord. But if you're not engaging in the service of the Lord, yes, then you are a killer. It gets, gets reactions. Okay. But don't take advantage of that and now start thinking of ways to kill all the insects by doing a lot of <laughs> service for the Lord. I think we should be, I think your attitude is good. We should be respectful for all life. Yeah. Don't yeah. cause any anxiety to any living being and try not to kill the insect. When Prabhupada, there was an insect in the room, Prabhupada put it on his finger, put it out of the window and said, I'm giving you the, the whole world. <laughs> Sometimes I, I am doing this uh, knowingly because... Uh, the flies are flying at, in my home and, and make everything dirty. They come to the to the prasadam and <laughs> and that's why I feel, I feel guilty. Yeah, then you should feel guilty. <laughs> you should not kill them on purpose. You have to just cover everything so that the flies cannot be on the prasadam. 
yeah. Yeah. When the prostatum is not covered, then the flies can get on it. So you have to cover it. Yeah. You can buy these fly screens to cover it, whatever you want. Some or other you cover it. Then there's no flies, you can sit on it. Then you don't, don't yeah. have to work. Yeah. Like yeah. like yeah, like yesterday I was cooking and I got some potatoes, but they were they were rotten and uh, there were a lot of flies between them. Then they tried to fly and they were everywhere in the, in the kitchen. I could not uh, get them out. <laughs> Such things do happen. Yeah. We all get caught sometimes in the material world. I, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. That is that is a problem. Yeah. But I hope, yeah, don't go for rotten potatoes. <laughs> okay, Guru Maharaj, thank you. Thank you yeah. for the, your very, yeah. very good answer. Hare Krishna. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your very good question. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, Krishna Keshava. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Can you hear me okay? I'm yeah, yeah. yeah. Great, you, great. You, you. Great, thank you. Um, Must be early in the morning. It's very early. It's very early. I'm just sort of sitting up in bed. Nice. Um, yes, yes, but yes. I'm there. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. Um, so, so my question is, um, a few years ago, we did renovations on our home. And uh, we, we, we built a new balcony. And uh, the old, what, what, what left it by the old one was a hole in a wall uh, up, up on high on the balcony. Had a bit of a CBU as well, it's a nice spot. And our builder and, and my, me, we decided, oh, we might put a little alcove in there. So we put an made an alcove, and then it seemed like a perfect opportunity. It's a few years ago. I was a bit early in Krishna consciousness to um, to to put a Nisingadev uh, deity in there. So um, so I ordered one from India and put it in there. And uh, since then, I've I've uh, I've I've offered flowers in the mornings and done the Nisingadev prayers. But um, in light of what you've been talking about, you know, this morning, today, um, it seems that it's not probably enough to have a Nisingadeva deity and, and just do that. So I'm a bit concerned about that. Um, no, well, you do what you can, you know, like I think you, you had the deity, of course, you can uh, offer something to the deity. Yes. And, but it's the deity outside. Huh? outside it's got it's looking southeast at the yeah. towards the sea yeah um and uh it's sort of the prime position and um i mean at the time i sort of wanted to maybe get some little radha krishna deities but my wife being a non-devotee and she finds the whole krishna thing you know a bit much yeah. and she really likes the, the singer Dave, so it's kind of yeah. an opportunity to bring yeah. us together and she yeah. doesn't get involved but it's there quite a place looking over our Eating yeah. area outside, you know. So yeah, everyone's yeah. yeah. So, so uh, I just sing prayers and offer flowers in the morning. But that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Is that it? Is that enough? Well, yeah. You can offer a little bit of uh, of boga, you know, if you like. Something, some little bit of, uh, even if it's just dried fruit, a little oh, bowl, yeah. I... of dried fruit, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Can be together with the flowers, even you know what I mean. You have some flowers, you have to put a tray, put some dried fruit, just offer. So, don't need to be so complicated, but something. Oh, that's good, great, yeah. 
I mean, my, my daughter offers the odd bit of um, you know, fruit and not well, maybe a bit of food and things so, as well. Mm -hmm. So oh, that's, that's comforting to know. I thought there'd be a minimum and I'm not, you know, mm -hmm. not achieving the minimum. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want to just achieve minimum. No, no, but you, you, the thing that came to you a few years ago and, and you have evolved since then, you know, so your worship should also evolve a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But it can be simple. So that does, doesn't become a, a burden, but something you can do. Yeah. Nice. I should... Uh, the Shringedev and the alcove sounds pretty good. Overlooking the sea and the balcony sounds uh, not bad. It's mm. a good spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doesn't sound too bad, man. Eh? You're living it up together with Lord no. Shringedev. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, good to see you. Yeah. And, uh, I will send you a photo of the, the, the deity. That'd be nice. That'd be very nice. Is, yeah. is the best way to contact on the WhatsApp? Uh, your yeah, WhatsApp, WhatsApp is yeah. good. good. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Mm -hmm. Okay. Priya Vrata. Thank you so much. Um, you spoke about indirect and direct preaching. I was thinking about some old friends that I've had in the past and uh, just thinking they're not sort of yoga inclined or anything. They're sort of not really, you know, following regs or anything like that. Not sort of seeking spirituality either. I was just thinking that if I directly sort of gave them Krishna consciousness, I, I, I have this sort of feeling that I might backfire, might put them off even for the future. Right. But I don't know indirectly to either preach so to give, them. give it to them indirectly then. <clears throat> find something in krishna consciousness that interests them that might interest them and present that that's the trick find something in krishna consciousness that might be in their field of interest like, you know, when you meet a teacher, you can speak about the Bhagavad Gita like a book about teaching. When you meet a soldier, you can speak about Arjuna, the soldier. When you meet, uh, you know, when you meet, uh, yeah, and anybody, you, you can just try and present it from their angle. Yeah. Yeah. What interests them? What interests them? What interests your friends? Ah, uh, they like music, so I guess. Music, uh, there you go. You know. <laughs> hey. So, give them Kirtan tapes. And, and you know, start with Jonathan Harrison or something like that, you know. Something easy to swallow. And then you go take the step further. Before, sure. then, you get, before then you would... Radhika Ranjan before you know it, no? <laughs> or if they like rock, then you give them KK Swami. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Marsh.
Yeah, thank you, Wilson. Yeah, good us. ¿Qué pasa, hombre? Hi, Krishna, to you. Yeah, to you too. Happy birthday. I mean, sounds like it. Hi, Krishna, to you. Maharaj, <laughs> uh, you know, like there's, there's names like Krishna, Lord Ram, um, or, yeah, Ram. Very unique names. But then there's names like... Uh, Jagannath, which are like a makeup of like two words, Jugga, world, Nath, Lord, or Baladev, Bala, strength, Dev, Lord. But at what point do these names, like these type of names become transcendental? Because people use them in even normal dialogue in India, like Bala, strength, uh, world, the Jugga. <laughs> but then when we're chanting these names, they're transcendental. So then... Uh, if we could just shed a little bit of light or, or even whatever conception the lord is eternal the lord is eternal and his names are eternal so the names are eternally transcendental then these names come down into society at large and you know and and carry some so the word bala okay is a word that carries strength but the word finds its origin in lord baladev that's the original okay. word and the bala strength comes after Oh, yeah, yeah, see, yeah, everything has the origin in the Lord. Yeah, that's how Lord Chaitanya explained Sanskrit. He he took every root word back to Krishna. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah, no, thank you, Marriage. Uh, Marriage, I was also wondering, like, on this topic of transcendence, like, for example, uh, a normal building, but it becomes a a dam when the because of the deity, because of the deity, yeah. the but deity, then, uh, because the deity brings the, the spiritual world with him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I have unfortunately some physical issue today that I have to go to the bathroom a lot. And it just is when it happens, it happens. And it's happening. So give me two seconds. Yeah. Okay, the recording is in progress. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Maharaj, on on the, uh, the the topic of the deities, they're making that property a dam. Yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry if it's such a silly question, but you could just help me out. Now, say if there's like some plants in the garden in that dam, they get liberated, but then there's a couple of plants which are literally just a couple of centimeters outside of that property. Too bad, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> How's that work? Nah. No mercy on them. <laughs> a little bit. It's it sort of spills over. You got to draw a boundary wall somewhere, I guess. But even the neighbors get benefits. Yeah. 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 If it's not the property of the deity directly, the de the property of the deity is called the devastan. So the devastan is the property of the deity, and then the property next to the devastan is not the property of the direct devastan but it gets still benefit from the devastan mm. it sounds it sounds better when i say it in sanskrit doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> thank you Maharaj. <laughs> Thank you. 
sounds. <laughs> just, a, just a word Devastan. <laughs> Suddenly it sounds really odd to us. <laughs> yes, Nichi Gita. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. How is it in Finland? Also hot? She's muted. Thank you. No, okay. Muted. <laughs> no? Okay, Hare Krishna. Yeah, it is almost maybe 27, 28, so it's warm. But it's supposed to be rainy tomorrow. It's okay. Okay, Maharaj, I'd like to ask about this Pujari Sakti, which I, I think I don't have it very much. But we have a huge lack of Pujaris here, and I promised to help. And uh, last night I went first time for the Arati, and it didn't, I think it didn't go very well. I was so nervous. And uh, I even forgot to use the bell. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. It's all right. Yeah, it practices yeah, so, perfect, you know? yeah. well, that's what our head Pujari said. He was actually laughing. I said, it's okay. But, you know, I just, somehow or another, because I, I don't want to make any offenses. No, but so because what do you think that should I just do it? <laughs> you should just do it and you will okay. learn. And, and Krishna, Krishna understands that you are sincere, but that you don't know yet, that you have to learn. When you forget the bell, it's okay. Krishna understands. Okay. okay. Then I just continue. Okay. Yes, I think so. Will be tolerant. Yeah, Krishna, Krishna understands, you know. Okay. It's difficult. I, I also yeah. find it hard. You have to ring a bell. You have to yeah. Always Sound also. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I was so nervous that I, I think that if somebody asked my name, I couldn't say tell my name. I was really. <laughs> but okay, yeah. then I no, just I, practice. Uh -huh. Yeah, well, I, okay. I understand. Yeah. Okay. I also find it difficult. <laughs> All right. I just I, do it then. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so I'm going to wind it up, dear devotees. I'm uh, kind of, uh, yeah. Hare Krishna. Yeah, you have to unmute. This is the last question, so I don't, yeah. It's me? Is yeah. that right? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm quite, um, uh, Surprised by how Krishna already got this into my topic because um, um, at my yatra there are less and less two initiated um, second initiated devotees and we even like like have a very low standard here and like how often um, the deities are served worshipped and and then the like who is worshipping went down as well and actually um, uh -oh. yeah I was. I was like, yeah, I, I want to be want to be honest. So I, I had the permission to go on the altar, and I did it because it was Kartik, and I really wanted that the devotees could come and offer lamps. And so, yeah, I'm sorry, but you were not my guru till this time, like officially. And 
um, now um, yeah, I, I, I love, I heard you have my I have to ask you and um, you know, so. Blessings, blessings, blessings. <laughs> Thank you, because I had, in earlier years, I had some dreams that Jagannath uh, Baladev Subhagdaze were not there on the altar anymore. Uh oh Garnita only left and Prabhupada was crying and it was not so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. And, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. but of course I, I feel I'm sorry that like it does not have to go um like downward um down even downhill more but um like I would want to know if what is the point that really yeah deities should yeah go to sleep like for some time when there are enough qualified persons like I, I don't feel myself qualified like Mataji maybe okay. so I'm forgetting sometimes forgot sometimes to ring the bell or something, something. personally I, I don't like i don't like to put deities asleep <laughs> just like you cannot put me to sleep either uh, so come come back in two weeks or so we just put you to sleep for two weeks it doesn't work like that i'll go crazy if you try to put me to sleep and lord jagannath also you cannot put him to sleep if the if the standard of worship is becoming too complicated, we can simplify it. But something has to be offered every day. We're still waking the deities, still putting the deities to rest. Uh, and depending where we worship them, but we are not, not just uh, stopping the worship. So sometimes we cannot offer as many artists as we were before. Then we simplify it, but worship must go on. So you would say like, we should like my husband is meditating very uh, much on this that every day there should be worship again so this is, should be our guideline to every day do something other yeah. than to do for something most simple months. something simple you know every day i mean if you can at least wake the deity put the deity to rest and offer something to eat every day a few flowers maybe you know if you want little RTOs, <laughs> but don't forget the belt. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you all very much. And uh, yeah, hope to see you again in a, in a, in a week's time. And, uh, Hare Krishna Maharaj. Oh, oh, hi. <laughs> is Janukanya here? I can still, hear that. Still uh, no sex. Okay, that's very good. <laughs> and uh, Maharaj, just to say we all love you. Thank you. We think of you all the time. Janukanya is, is like, how old are you now, Janukanya? 75. 75. <laughs> I'm, I'm very glad you're following the four regulated principles. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 Guru Maharaj, I had a question last time, but I forgot what it is, but it doesn't matter. Okay. We don't want that's, to question you too old, much. That's old, that's old age. In, in the, uh, there is a, in the nature of devotion, there's a reference about Jarati. Jarati is also a little older, just like you. So because her face is a little wrinkled because of time one day krishna was joking and said jarati is getting married she's going to get married to the monkey king 
And then Jarati said, no, that will not be possible because I've already decided who my husband's going to be, namely Krishna. <laughs> so my dear, uh, you know, Janukanya, don't marry the monkey, the monkey king. Just, <laughs> just let Krishna be your husband. Absolutely. And Thank everything you. will be perfect. Yes. Yes, you, you lead us to Krishna, which is wonderful. Thank you, Guru Maharaj. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I'll see you when I get back to London. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I shall look out for your mala again. Your, your... All right, then, eh? I will make sure that it's ready. Hurry, <laughs> <laughs> bowl. Very good. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs>